I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Let's hang out. We got so many good questions. I'm so excited. I know the questions are really good. (laughs) They're really good. I feel like we're not going to have time for all of them. And I agree we should. uh... Yeah, we'll have to do like a part two. Yes. Yes, For sure. For sure. sure. Yes. But there's some great questions. Cool. Do you have one that you wanted to start with or did you want to start with like saying hi or what's the plan? All right. So let's start with maybe one of the relationship questions or cool the fun one. How about the fun one? (laughs) Let's start there. (laughs) Okay. Well, then I'll start and say, hey, everyone, welcome to our Les Hangout uh, AMA on uh, here on Wisdom. I am the West Coast host of Les Hangout. My name is Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I am Ellie Brigida, and we are here for our bonus AMA episode on the Wisdom app. Like Lee said before, we had some really great questions. The first question that I want to answer before we get into anything is, will this episode be recorded and put into a podcast episode? And if you're listening to it now, you know that it is. (laughs) (laughs) We are recording. Don't worry. This will be preserved for posterity. Yes. So if you're not here live, you can still listen. All right, so we're going to start with one of the questions that I've deemed a fun question. I put these all into different question categories. Here it is. In an alternate universe, you two are single. Fuck, marry, or politely decline. I don't like the berry part. Pink, I like Beyonce, that. or Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, can we just talk about the fact that we're like, yeah, we're not killing any of these people. We're just going to say, no, thank you. It really, it changes the dynamic, I think, too. A little, right? Because I'm like, Barry's always the hardest one because you're like, who on here can the world do without? And the answer with these three is none of them. So I like that we get to just be like, I love you, but sorry, no. And that's good. Wait, Ellie, I lost you. Come back. Come back. You're muted. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll wait for Ellie then and I will try to give my answers to this. uh, What I believe is an impossible question. So here's all I know. I think the right answer for me is you marry Tatiana Maslany. That's the first one I can come up with. 
Then I have this impossible decision between who do I politely decline between Pink and uh, Beyonce because there's there's no right answer here. Um, and so I think the answer I'm going to have to go with to be realistic is um, I feel like Beyonce is like a little too intimidating for me. Like it's that's a lot. That's a little too much. So I feel like I'd have to politely decline Beyonce and, you know, get down with pink. Why not? I'm dying to hear Ellie's answers, although I, I don't know what's happening <laughs> with her audio right now. I'm back. Am I back? Yes, I'm back, too. I literally do not know what happened. I was literally talking to you that entire time and you just couldn't hear me. So not sure what happened, but. But I want to hear your answer to this first question we're answering. Okay, yes. So I can answer this question now. I did hear yours um, and I was trying to respond um, <laughs> and I couldn't, but I think I, I was going to say well, like, you Beyonce is a whole lot of women for you, Foxy Cleopatra. Like, is it bad <laughs> to say I would be a little, I, It's that's like too much. I'm intimidated. No, no, I understand, but I wouldn't be intimidated. So <laughs> my choice, wouldn't. my choices. You jerk. Come on. I would fuck Beyonce, marry Tatiana Maslany. It's the right answer. And politely decline pink. I feel like the only right answer is you marry Tatiana Maslany, right? Like that's- it's just that's really the only the only reasonable answer. I mean, to be fair, I would probably also marry Beyonce. That was tricky yeah. to go between the two of them. Um, but I do feel like Tatiana might have like a little more time for you. Like if you're thinking about a real relationship, like I feel like you would always be like chasing after Beyonce. Be like, Beyonce, spend some time with me. And she's like, no, like I'm on tour. You know? Whereas I feel like Tatiana, you could like snuggle up and watch some TV. Like when she's not doing a a movie or something, you know, (laughs) like I think she just might have a more flexible schedule for us. That's That's, true. That's my thought. That's That's my thought. I'm needy. I need a little bit of attention, you know? You, I have never, I have never noticed this. No, no, no. Never, never. Never. No one would ever say such a thing. No, no, no. All right. Well, I think we both have great answers either way. Um, Let's go into some of the relationship questions because I love these like advice type questions. Um, And so the first one is, any tips on how to keep up the passion in an LTR? which I'm guessing is long-term relationship, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so, Lee, do you want to start that one off since you've been in a longer relationship oh, than me? Oh, Lord. Um, this is, like, such an involved question. I, When you sent the questions to me, because I only saw all of these, like, maybe 15 minutes ago, and this was the one where I was like, oh, my God, we could do, like, a whole episode on just this, right? Like, Yep. On just this. There's, I mean, and maybe uh, we should. <laughs> there's a whole, <laughs> we should. Um, maybe we should, honestly. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess what I would say is, like, this depends so much on, like, the two of you, like, the two people in the relationship. Um, because, you know, I think the most important thing for, like, keeping the that part of your relationship, like, healthy and alive is going to be a lot of, like, understanding each of your needs, desires. Like I know, um, uh, what's the book? There's a book called, uh, I think it's called Come As You Are. Mm -hmm. That talks a lot about understanding like what are your like breaks and accelerators and like your style of like, you know, like attraction and desire and, uh, and stuff like that. And so I think that like my advice would be like understand the two of you in terms of like what you want and like what works for both of you and that I think will help because then you can kind of like work within those like that context does that make sense yeah that makes sense I mean because it is you're right it's a very individualized question Um, yeah it really is I do feel like though um this is like partially from experience but but Partially because I really love this book called Mating in Captivity also. 
um, which is by Esther Perel. And Esther Perel does like a million TED Talks. And she basically like all she talks about is like desire and like intimacy. And one of the things that she says that I feel like is a struggle for queer women um, is that like one of the biggest things to like increase desire is individuality. So like I would say also like if you're like, okay, how do we keep up passion in a long-term relationship is also to like maintain your individual needs and wants. Like because I think too we get caught up in like, okay, I got to keep the passion alive. So let's like spend as much time together as we can and let's like set aside a date night and blah, blah, blah. And like, yes, that's true. But like, I think also like individually, don't forget your own wants and needs mm. because like that, that if you are like being almost like a little selfish, selfish is not the right word, but like think more about yourself Focused and your internally. partner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like rather than like, because I think it can get like overbearing if like that's a if that's like something that's really stressing you out because I can understand that like when I was in my previous really long-term relationship it was stressful to me that like we were losing that passion and I think I like clamped on too tight do you know what mm. I mean yeah. rather than like letting go a bit like it seems counterintuitive but, like, to just, like, let go a little bit and, like, do your own thing and, like, remind yourself of, like, what did you love about your partner when, like, you first met them and they were single, right? Yeah. Like, like I don't know. Like, it's exciting to see, like, I remember, like, when me and Jennifer started dating, like, she was really into CrossFit and that's, like, I know CrossFit lesbians and whatever. But <laughs> it, it was, like, it was exciting to see, like, somebody who was so, like, passionate about something and, like, loved, loved like, taking care of herself and working out and, like, had this thing that, like, she really liked to do without me. Yeah. You know, so, like, bringing those things, I think, back after a long time because you can get comfortable will help at least, like, ignite that minimal amount of spark that you need to then, like, get into, like, what you're saying. Actually, like, if you're talking about, like, actually having sex, like, when you're in that space, knowing what your partner wants and needs. But yeah. for that, like, initial just, like, oh, I actually really want to start having sex right now because of these things. I think, like, focusing on what makes you exciting as individuals can, like, really jumpstart that. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing is like something that you just said, too, is like, you know, the difference between being like in that those early years of a relationship, you know. So mm -hmm. I think another thing is just like in a long term relationship, any long term relationship, like there's going to be a change between like the early days of your relationship. And, you know, once you're like 5, 10, 15, 20 years in, like it it's just different and it's not it's not like it's a steady like downward slope in terms of like how much sex you're gonna have but like it will change over time sometimes it will go up again sometimes it will go down again sometimes like other you know life stuff happens like and you just you adapt and you adjust and you like make space for your relationship to change and grow and evolve over time and i think that like all of that is really important in terms of like having the right expectations going in like if you expect that 10 years down the road, it's going to be the same as like the first year you were dating. Like it probably won't be. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like you won't be having as much sex for sure. Like it's not even that that's a guarantee, but it's just like it's different. It's different when like things are new and the person is new and you're both learning about each other versus when you're like, wow, we have been together for such a long time and know each other on like such a different level than you did back then. Like it's just things change, you know, and I think making space for that also helps. Um helps to have you know have good healthy uh like a good healthy sex life far down the road so but i do think that there are i think you're right ellie i think that like especially for queer women there are things about like how our relationships tend to grow and progress that like make it uh you know make yeah. it a little more important to make sure that you like both stay your own person <laughs> With exactly. your own interests over time. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah, like, you know, you know what I mean. Try you to, know what I'm talking like, about here. Yeah. Try to have your own things. Like it's yeah. okay to have some of your own things. And I think that also like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like that, you know, like, <laughs> but really like, and I know it's not that easy all the time, especially like I'm sure for you, Lee, like at this point, like you have kids, like you're gonna spend a lot oh, of time yeah. together. You're oh, taking care of your kids. You're like 
especially with COVID. It's not that easy to really separate. But like trying to at least have like a tiny amount of that. I mean, like you still do have your own Hey, nothing better for your sex drive than kids. Let me tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing really gets you in the mood and like, you know, just having all sorts of energy by the end of the day than like two toddlers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, I mean, you just you have to find, you know, you have to find time. You have to find energy and and uh you know, I think um, I think understanding that it's like, hey, it is not a it does not mean bad things about our relationship. If like we are a little less like super driven to have sex all the time now than we were our first year when we were dating like uh, over the summer in college, you know, where it's like, OK, exactly. different, <laughs> different situations. Things change. That's OK. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just, you know, like there's, it'll, it will climb, it will wane, it will go and it will, um, you know, that's just how it's going to go and it's fine. I know and we really, sh- we and really, it's healthy. Sh- we really need to do an episode about this because we can't. Yeah, you're like, you're writing it, it really... down somewhere on our, on yeah, our topic yeah, this list, is right? Like as we speak, because yes. I know I, I'm like, we could keep going forever, but we have other, we have other questions and I do, I also want to get to some of those, but great yes. question. We will try to talk about it more. Yes. Um, also, I mean, just like piggybacking off of that, because we're sort of talking about both of our partners. Somebody asked how the two of us got to know our partners. So mm. I don't know who wants to start. But um, I'll start because I think I mean, especially anyone who listens to the podcast, I think has probably heard some of each of our stories. So we can give like a quick overview here for anyone who's not familiar with our podcast. Um, but my wife and I did meet in college. Uh, we met on a springboard diving team, um, which was interesting because neither of us are springboard divers. We both kind of like weirdly ended up on the team together. Um, so we met there and I was in uh, another kind of long-term relationship from high school that was sort of like on a slow, <laughs> just a slow decline and demise of that relationship. Uh, and that was when I met Kelsey. And uh, and so we actually got, we started really um, getting close and like talking a lot because she was one of the few people that I knew who like wasn't also close friends with uh, with my girlfriend at the time who had been dating for a long time. And, you know, so everyone that I was friends with, like knew her and knew us as a couple really well. Um, And that's how I met Kelsey. We kind of became, uh, you know, like close by talking about like, hey, my relationship is like slowly dying um, and I have lots of thoughts and feelings about it. And that's how we started, you know talking a lot so that's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah perfect and uh and here we are 15 years later so hey hey if it works it works it works it works nice um for me um i met jana out at a bar (laughs) um i was in the height of my let's call it ho phase (laughs) um (laughs) And I, (laughs) she was a friend of a friend, uh, my friend Emily, who works with us for Let's Hang Out. She does a lot of our graphics. Um, So she was a work friend of Emily's and we went out for a like lesbian night, queer women's night in Boston. And Emily was like, oh, my friend Jana is coming. And, you know, I told her that I was going to help her find someone to make out with tonight. And so I was like, okay, show me a picture. <laughs> and I saw a picture of her and I was like, I'll make out with her. And um, <laughs> Emily was like, you're an asshole, Ellie. Don't mess with my friend. <laughs> and then I messed with her friend. <laughs> of course you did. And she's so your type too. Like, of course, of course you saw a picture and were like, yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> I was like, she's so cute. But to be fair, like, it's like, yes, I saw the picture. And then I was like, you know, I was still keeping my options open at the night, whatever. But I did meet her and she had like this very, I don't know. I've always been very attracted to her. Like from the second we met, she had this like very confident energy around her. And I don't know. There was just something about her that like very much intrigued me. And like as I've been dating her for longer, I think it's Plus really. Plus you ran your co-star and, you know. Like, yeah, we compatible. did. Our <laughs> co-star is very compatible. Um <laughs> But, like, as we've been dating for longer, I think, like, the big thing is, like, we are very much opposites. And so it was that, like, opposites attract where there are a lot of things about her that, like, are not – it's not similar to me. 
But like when I see them in someone else, I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. And like brings out she's like much more assertive than me too where like I'm I have a hard time like asking for what I want and I'm getting a lot better at that but I think that I'm getting better at that because I'm with someone who's more like that so like Mm. there's things that we I think pull out of each other um but yeah but that first night was just like to be fair just like a drunken makeout night (laughs) (laughs) and then we went on a date after that um and we went out to um this like techno music concert on a Wednesday night in Boston. Um, so that was like also such a random and interesting first date. Like, you know, it was very different than a lot of other first dates I've been on. And after that, we just like dated for a while being like, we're not, we're talking all the time. And like, but we don't, we're, we, I was in my whole phase. So I was trying to not date, but I got sucked in. <laughs> Jana just pulling you out of your hoe phase. Yeah, yeah. I got sucked in. I mean, to dragging, be fair, she didn't. Dragging she, you out. She wasn't really in a hoe phase herself, but she was in a like, I really like being single time. Yeah. But, you know, it's been, I don't know, three years later. So clearly <laughs> we both uh, didn't want to not date each other. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I love that. Oh, what a time. Yeah. And things, I mean, things have changed a lot since we first started dating because of like COVID and everything else but there's still like that just like I am still like intrigued by her as I'm like you're so different from me Mm -hmm. so that's that yeah um let's see what else we got here um let's do the other there's one other relationship question that I wanted to get to that's probably going to be a lot but maybe that's too many things let's do a podcast question okay this is like an easy one uh, just like a which is how many hours does it take to produce one podcast episode including preparation and audio post production and so I did like yeah (laughs) I'm like I did like a rough sketch of it um I think it's like 10 hours ish so if you think about that that's like 10 hours per week because we release one episode a week um and that includes like especially for like should have been gays and less essentials like you also think about it it's fun to watch something but like you also do have to watch something and like Uh uh-oh uh oh, we lost Ellie again. Sorry, come somebody, back, Ellie. Somebody called me. I'm like, this is <laughs> just we're having so many things. Um, like you still have to watch a two hour movie. Like that's two. That is yeah. two hours of time you have to set out aside to like make sure you watch something. And then you know, writing the questions, which you you know how good I am at doing that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm constantly because like, look, I'll be honest. Like my wife and I do not always have time to like sit down and watch a full movie in a night. So frequently, like preparing for should have been gays. If it's a movie, I need like two nights guaranteed that I can like watch a full like watch the whole movie. Um, and I love to like on you know Tuesday night suddenly realize like oh shit so should have been gay tomorrow i did not i did not prepare and then try to squeeze in a movie or or like skip through some of the parts so yeah i mean it does it it is still taking time because usually we do want to prepare and and watch ahead and take some notes and yeah agreed um i'm hearing music are you hearing music no (laughs) i'm like what is happening Sorry, I'm hearing music like so Your loud. phone is haunted today, I swear. <laughs> it's like seriously haunted. Your your phone is having a time of it. Like is my Spotify playing? Is it good music? What's playing? It's not a song that I even recognize, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's on my phone. Your phone's just picking now to be like, hey, check out this bop. Yeah, I guess I'm just living like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it does take like, it does take a good amount of time um, and then editing and then also like graphics. I feel like there's also just like a lot of um, there's a lot of hours that are like unaccounted for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of just yeah. like, you know, talking back and forth, figuring stuff out. Booking guests, and, scheduling. Yeah, like scheduling, planning, back and forth, planning the calendar out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of time that goes into making podcasts, I guess, is the answer. And I would say if you listen to any podcasts and any podcast that has guests on it, 
is there's just a lot more, yeah, like kind of lost time um, that goes into the mix of bringing people on, scheduling, you know, like finding times that work, getting them set up, especially when you're having guests who uh, who may or may not have any recording equipment of their own, who may or may not know anything about like being on on a podcast because we do everything. We always have done everything remotely since we're on opposite coasts. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into that as well uh, that, you know, versus um, when we do episodes that are just the two of us, there's a little bit less of that uh, that overhead that has to go into it. But yeah, there's there's a lot of time involved. And I think is, can I jump us over to the to the other question on here, Ellie? Because I do yes. think we can answer it. Yes. <laughs> so this, I'm going to read it first because I think it's, it, it's such an interesting question that someone sent in. So the question says, how do you keep running the podcast on this professional level while Lee, while I'm not paid at all and Ellie not nearly enough? Do you sometimes feel mad at people consuming all this content without contributing a thing? in parentheses, because I do, the person who asked the question. Um, And I think the reason that I want to answer this, first of all, for me at least, is like, no, I we do not feel mad <laughs> that people yes. are listening to our podcast. We are so happy that people are listening to the podcast. That's why we make the podcast. Um, I think that's the, the first thing, at least, that I want to say. I don't know if you want to tag anything on to just that that piece, Ellie, before we talk about some of the other, <laughs> some of the I, other parts of it. Yeah. No, I do feel like that is a thing. Like, you can't, like the whole point of a podcast, like it is, it is free to consume. Like if we didn't want it to be free to consume, then we would put it all behind a paywall, which like, yeah, we're not. Um, so yeah, like I think like everyone has their own financial situation. So like I'm never gonna be like upset if someone doesn't contribute because you never know what people's financial situations are. Um, but I think like to go to the how do you keep running the podcast on this professional level, um. <laughs> I will be like we we sink time and and money into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean we put a lot of time into it, but I will also be like honest from my side because also like I I Lee does a lot as well, but like I do personally do a lot for the show. Like I'm doing yeah. a lot of the editing, and especially when the show started, like I thank God for Kristen because when the show started, like we Lee and I were doing it all. And to be fair, like if you're not getting paid and you don't have a full time job it is, you're going to burn out. Like, I, yeah. I personally burned out on a lot of the stuff that I was doing for the show, which was, like, all of the guest booking, all like, posting on socials, like, pushing, like, especially because, like, at the beginning, you're really trying to, like, get the word out. So, like, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, how do we market this thing? Like, almost, like, doing too, just, like, pushing, pushing, pushing because you want people to listen to it. Um, so I guess like from that, it's like, we are grateful that people are listening to it because we did put so much work in at the beginning to like really get it out there. Um, and like networking, I think was like a big part of the beginning too. And now it's like a little bit easier because people do know who we are. So we don't have to be like hustling as hard to get people to pay attention. Um, but it, it does burn you out if you do too much and are not getting compensated for it. Like that's just in life. Yeah. I have. And I I think yeah. I mean something that I feel like we try to be clear about but I think it's good to cover as well is like we don't pay me because I don't do a lot of the stuff that Ellie's doing for us. <laughs> like this is not just you know like uh we're only choosing to pay one of us for some reason. Like I a I have uh like a full-time 9 to 5 job. I have less time. Um, to do some of the the stuff that Ellie and now Kristen are doing in terms of like the social media stuff, um, like posting and uploading episodes. Uh, but also like Ellie does all of our editing. And I think when we first started realizing like, hey, we can, you know, when we first started getting any sponsorships, when we first started the Patreon and started like having any sort of money coming back uh, from the podcast that I think the first thing that, that was really important that we wanted to make sure is that we are paying and every podcast should be hopefully paying their editor. Like you can't have a podcast <laughs> without an editor, without someone who's doing your audio. Um, so I think that's the main thing that like, you know, what we pay right now in terms of like how we pay out any of the money that we're making is like we're paying Ellie for the time she's spending editing and for the time she's spending uh, you know, like doing all the other stuff to to keep the podcast running. Um, and now we're trying to pay Kristen as well for the uh, work that she's doing in terms of like helping maintain socials, helping do outreach to guests, helping like get episodes up and posted and and linked everywhere. Um, 
So, you know, I think it, it worked out for us in terms of like the format that we have, the time that we each have in terms of like what we do, how we contribute um, and how and that's reflected, I think, in how we, um, you know, pay out the the income that we have. So, um, yeah, but no, I mean, we're not we're certainly not uh, upset at people listening to the podcast like we the the way we feel about it, I think, is we are super, super appreciative of people who enjoy the podcast and want to contribute um, because that is actually like the main reason that we are able to keep doing it. Uh, but also like the more people who listen to it is still better. <laughs> so yes. please listen to it. <laughs> yes. Whether or not you can like throw a dollar at us, like just listen to the show that that still makes a huge difference. So yes, yes. And if you can contribute, it also does make a huge difference in like paying Kristen and myself and like that's the thing like, yeah. Lee doesn't do no work like Lee still right. is doing work that we're not paying her for but like you said like it's like we distribute it differently based on the tasks that we're doing yeah and, like, but it's work and it's work that I want to do because it's a thing I enjoy doing like you yeah know, ultimately when we started the podcast we didn't do it with like high hopes of making a ton of money off of it we did it because we wanted to make a podcast and we enjoy making a podcast and we enjoy having people listen to it and enjoy it um, yep. and that is still true <laughs> So, you know, is it is it nice if you can, um, you know, still make some sort of uh, some sort of money off of it and be able to at least afford to pay for like the time that we're spending on stuff? Yes. Uh, but that's, you know, in general, I mean, I would say any anything that you are consuming that you're super enjoying um, on a regular basis and you are in any way able to contribute to keeping it alive. Like, I always think that's a great idea. Uh, especially small like indie podcasts that you know don't have like network backing don't have you know like budgets uh that are just kind of covering a lot of that stuff for them um you know it helps keep people rolling so if you can that's great if you can't you know listening makes a huge difference most people are still trying to get like sponsorships that are based on listen and download numbers so it's still making a difference ultimately you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Yeah, for sure. Um, this also, like, we'll just super quickly answer this because this brings us to a musical question, which is, will there be a crowdfunding campaign for your next musical? And that is a yes, but we do not know. <laughs> but we do not know when. So we will. You will be the first people to know. Don't worry. We are like in the back end figuring that stuff out. We're trying to find a crowdfunding campaign manager right now because, as we were saying, a lot of this stuff does burn us out, and so we're trying yeah. to like give it to some other people. Um, but also I think that could lead us to roadmap for our next musical project as well. If you want to talk a little bit about that, Lee. Yeah, we're still kind of figuring some of that out. I mean, our roadmap is still, we are hoping to, um, we're writing it right now. Like a lot of it is written. Some of the, like most of the script is written. A lot of the songs are written. Ellie, you're working on, you know, getting some demos made on some of the yep. songs right now. We're working on casting, um, and yeah, I think a lot of the open questions in terms of like the specifics are going to come down to uh, honestly the crowdfunding campaign because, um, you know, I think anyone who followed our journey for the flame for the last, uh, musical podcast that we did, 
Um, it's It was a very different experience, I think, for both you and I, Ellie, to go from doing like this small indie podcast that is just the two of us where, you know, we didn't have to get paid in the beginning and we were just kind of, kind of, you know, trucking through as best we could to doing a production where like we are hiring like like SAG-AFTRA actors and like paying them and hiring musicians and paying them. And, you know, like just everyone who was involved with the project was being compensated. And when you're doing that, you have to have money (laughs) to pay people. And so it's a very different experience for us to kind of go from like, let's start a podcast and maybe someday we'll get, you know, like some money out of it to like, hey, let's make a thing and we have to be able to pay our actors and pay everyone who's doing all this work with us um, and pay them on time. I mean, if you're doing a union project, like you have to pay them within a certain amount of time after they do their recording sessions and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, you have to know ahead of time, like what your budget is, how much money do you have? What can you afford to pay people? Um, and so I think, you know, we we learned a lot about that. I think we were super happy and and really um I mean, you know, I was really proud of how the flame turned out and how well we were able to like make our budget, like bring in that the amount of money that we needed to be able to pay everyone that was working with us. Um, But we made that money and spent that money on that project. So, yes, absolutely. We do not. (laughs) We are not just sitting on a huge pile of cash to make the next one. Uh, And so we will we will be crowdfunding the next musical. Um, And, yeah, we're still working out the details in terms of when that's going to be. But uh, but we're super excited for the next project, I think. You know, people have heard some of the the teasers about kind of what the musical is going to be. It is a very different, uh, you know, very different universe setting, different characters than the flame, different music uh, genres and all of that. But we're super excited about it. Um, and yeah, for anyone who hasn't heard any of the, the kind of teasers, it's going to be called Journey to the Heart. Uh, we're hoping still to release it this summer. Um, and it's just, it's going to be a good time. That's, you know, it's a little more, uh, fantasy, fantasy setting, uh, than the flame, which was very like contemporary real setting. Uh, I'm excited. That's all. I don't know. I'm excited. I got all, I'm... I got on a tangent because I'm so excited. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm excited too. And we are like, uh, you will, we will be doing a pretty huge, like when we do the crowdfunding campaign campaign, we will be sharing a lot more information about the musical yes. in conjunction with that. So we're just like holding on to those for now. But like when we start the crowdfunding campaign, which will be in the next few months, like at some point in the next few months, you'll hear like much more about the story, much more about the characters, probably hear some songs. So like you'll get some things. We're just like holding on to them for a little bit. Um, I would love to get this to this relationship question because okay. I think they're the most interesting and we can also, you know, add these to our um <laughs> You just to mean our they're messy. Episodes. They're messier. Come on. Yeah, well, they're just they're more nuanced. So this question is how do you ask your partner about opening up the relationship without hurting their feelings or making them feel less desired or loved? Whew. Which is a very tricky question. I think That's... I can maybe I'll start on this one. Okay. Do it. Um, Number one, I feel like if you're going to ask your partner to open things up, make sure you're already at a good place. I think like the biggest struggle you're going to have, like without their feelings hurt or making them feel less desired or loved, right? If they already don't feel desired or loved, they're much more likely to take this conversation in a negative way, right? So I think like the big the big thing is like make sure you're in a really good place in your relationship. Like really take a look inside and be like, do I want to open up this relationship because I think that it's good for both of us and it's good for this relationship and it's something that like I think will enrich our relationship together? Or if you're looking at it like I want to open this relationship because I'm not happy. And if you're coming at it from that angle, then like you're you're gonna already have like the hurt feelings and making them feel less desired or loved. So I would just say, like, focus on within your relationship in general, making sure that they feel that way so that when you do have that conversation, it doesn't feel they're not going to come to it to it from a very defensive place, hopefully, because you've already made them feel pretty secure in the relationship. Yeah. And I think along with that, something else I would add is, like, I don't think the first conversation you have should be opening up your relationship. <laughs> I think the first conversation you should have is 
discussing polyamory and how you both feel about it and like what it brings up for both of you and working through like what does it even mean and stuff like that like I, I it's a really I the question doesn't say anything about whether there is like a baseline understanding or like has ever been any discussion about like being poly previously in the relationship and so since it's not there I think I want to highlight that like if you have entered into a monogamous relationship with somebody who thinks that like you both intend to be monogamous throughout the relationship that probably the first place to start if you think that like you might be someone who is poly is to start with that discussion and like talk about what that means to each of you and how you each feel about like that topic in general first I don't think you can just dive straight into like (laughs) We're dating, and also I want to date other people. Like, I I don't see any way that that's going to go well. If you both, like, have, you know, discussed it in the past, then, like, yes, I think you're absolutely right, Ellie, in terms of, like, you know, making sure the relationship is in a good place and all of that uh, first. But I think, I think first you also have to have a discussion about, like, like, just polyamory in general like read some books together talk about you know like make sure that you both kind of understand and are talking about the same things um because i think you know i mean i feel like our generation understanding and kind of like the concept of polyamory in general i think is more commonly understood by most people um whether they're poly or not uh but you know I still think it's good to kind of make sure that like you both have shared understanding, shared vocabulary, like understand what you are talking about and then, you know, can actually really have those conversations in like a healthy, productive way instead of just like having miscommunication and having resentment and like having, you know, just confusion and a lot of that coming up. Yeah, I like that, too, because like like I said, like you really want it to feel like it's not like one sided. Because I feel like if it's one-sided, then, like, you're not actually in an, in the open relationship that, like, you would want to be in. Yeah. You know? Like, and I do think, like, when you're talking, when you're talking about it, like, I agree. Like, if you both, like, can read the books and, like, be having those conversations, like, you both can figure out this. I mean, it's similar to what I said before. Like, in, in, like opening up the relationship is also, like, a big, I think, part of it is about individuality, right? So you want, like, your partner to also, like, individually be, be like, exploring that for themselves to see, like, is that something that they actually want as well mm-hmm. without having it feel like it's, like, oh, well, I guess I want this because my partner wants it and, like, I'm going to try to go for it. Like, that's not going to be the best footing to start out <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something else, because this is, um, listen, anyone who knows uh, you and me, Ellie, you know we love TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I need to bring TikTok in here for a second in the stupidest way. But honestly, I think because so much of like I, as someone who has young children right now, like I spend a lot of time on like parenting TikTok and I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, you know what my best parenting tool is? Is freaking TikTok. TikTok is great because toddlers are a nightmare and <laughs> they're so tiring and exhausting and emotionally demanding in ways that like you've never learned you know like nothing ever teaches you how to have a toddler and so sometimes tiktok is a great example of like oh i can go and see a 60 second thing of somebody modeling what this can look like what things can look like what can i say in these situations how can i parent my children in healthy ways um sometimes seeing it and having examples i think is really really important and polyamory is something that we do not see there are not a lot of good healthy representations of like poly relationships out in the world out in media it's you know like you're not going to find a lot of them. There's a ton of them on TikTok. Like I've seen so many things with like people who are like, oh, how I greet my partner after they come home from their date or like, you know, oh, someone like left a note telling me my girlfriend was like out with another man. And like, here's my response to like, yeah, <laughs> she was. And that's cool. I hope like, she had a good time. It. Did she bring me <laughs> yeah. back leftovers? Like, I, I just think there is something so important about kind of seeing something modeled 
and seeing examples of it in like in real life situations and seeing people in those situations um, that I don't think we have a lot with polyamory. So like, look, I'm not saying TikTok is the only place you can find that. I'm just saying I know it's there. Uh, and I think that something else I would say is like, if that's something you're considering and it is so easy and so innate for us to kind of fall back on like these built in things of what we have seen modeled, which is jealousy, which is resentment. Like, I just think find better, find better models, find better like role models that you can look to and see examples of like, oh, here's another way to act in this situation. Here's another thing to say. Here's another way that my brain can approach this and like see an outcome for this. You know, like I think that makes a huge difference um, for any situation, parenting, polyamory, whatever, like just whatever it is. I think just having good role models um, is really important. Agreed. And I think that like- Anyways, that's my TikTok rant for the day. (laughs) No, that was good. But I think that like really helps to change- like your own perception, but hope, but like, it seems like in this question, it's like their partner is not really like, it seems like they're not really interested in opening the relationship. Right. Yes. But like, I feel like there are like a lot of anxieties from the perception of polyamory, as you're saying, the jealousy and like, oh, it would never work. Right. right. And it's like, if you can show them, oh, here are ways that it might yeah, work. Here are, here are people making it work then it can be a little bit of an easier conversation. But yeah, I think it's like just starting there and not not com- not starting from, hey, I want to open the relationship. We'll give you like a much <laughs> easier conversation. Even if the yeah. end result is still that your partner wants to be monogamous. And like you also, I think, do have to be prepared for that as well. Yep. Like that yeah, if that's if that is the case then like you also then you're going to have to reevaluate like are you also okay with never opening up your relationship because your partner d- didn't sign up for that and doesn't want it so there's like many ways that that conversation can go um but i think like just having having a baseline can make it an easier conversation to have where like it's not going to be a horrible conversation it just might not have the result that you wanted yep either way yeah um, okay, let's see what else we got here. We have a few personal questions. I feel like there's a question about Bitcoin yearly. I feel like you have to answer that at another time because it's very nuanced. It's not nuanced. The answer is Bitcoin's bad. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not, I don't begrudge anyone. It's not going to change my mind. It shouldn't exist. It's a made up. That's fine. It's fine. We can, we'll talk about it later. Uh, I, the answer is my views are not changing. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's why I'm like, all right, well, that we'll come back. To do you that. want me to go on a whole rant? I can go no, on a whole no, rant. no, no, no. I but I do feel like we should answer that at a later time, but not in this episode. But <laughs> I just want whoever wrote that question to know that Lee will answer it at a later time, just not right now. I will answer it at a later yeah. time. You're not going to like my answer anymore than you like apparently whatever tweet I retweeted. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So let's go to some other ones, which is um, this is an easier one. Lee, how 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 come you speak French? What's your connection to France? <laughs> My connection to France is um so when I was 3 years old, we moved my family, like my my parents and my brother and I moved to France because my dad was doing uh, a master's at uh, at a university in France. Um so we all got up, moved to France. Uh, We lived in France for six years. So from when I was three to when I was nine. Um, So I started like preschool uh, through fourth grade uh, in France. And then we moved back to the US when I was nine. um, And I have lived here ever since. But we moved there, obviously, because my dad is a French teacher. Uh, My brother is also now a French teacher. And so the four of us, like my immediate family, all speak French. Um, and now my kids speak French and they're super cute and it kills me, uh, every day. And, uh, that's it. That's my connection to France is just, I happened to live there for a handful of years when I was a kid. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, Nice and easy. (laughs) Easy question. Easy question. Um, here's another one. This is for me. Boston is so freaking expensive. Can you live from performing? (laughs) Great question. Great question. Um, so yes. (laughs) And to be honest, no. <laughs> um, 
I am making more money performing right now, which is really exciting because I, in the past year, joined a wedding band, which is actually paying me like a normal yeah, right? amount. Wait, what was it? It was like the month before the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. I joined the wedding band the month before the pandemic. Yeah, it was great. Um, Good timing. Yeah, a lot of great, weddings. <laughs> great, great, great timing. A lot of weddings um, in summer 2020. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I was living on unemployment for quite a bit during the pandemic. So no. Um, and then, and I will also say that I do live at home rent free. So I am very lucky to be able to live with my mother. That's the no part of the... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can so, you live off of performing in Boston? So, yes. Yes, but if no. your family happens to live there and has a room for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but like I do a lot of other things besides that too. And I am working like this year in particular to be better about setting my financial boundaries and like saying no to things that are not paying me so that I have more time to hopefully yes. like make a decent amount of money. I don't think like I'm never going to be very, very rich from performing. Hey, you just but... wait till we get you on Broadway, Ellie. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I shouldn't say never. I yeah. could be very rich once the flame goes to Broadway. <laughs> um, but for now, with what I'm doing with the wedding band, um, I, I'm i like probably if I want to give like a number, I can probably make like $30,000 a year performing. Which is not bad um, for performing, but yeah. it's, but it's, it's also have, why we're trying to yeah. hopefully be able to pay you a little more from the podcast because you do spend a lot of time doing this. Exactly. Uh, that means you can't be doing other stuff that could pay you more. So, you know. Exactly. So, there's yeah. So there's a balance, but I still will. I still love performing and I'm very, very happy to be in the wedding band that I'm in because I can gig most weekends and still like feel like I'm like you know I perform for like four hours and I make good money during that time and I love doing it so if I could be rich from performing I'd be very happy but yeah yes that's that is my short answer not only performing and I do like a lot of podcast editing and music production and all kinds of other stuff so I'm supplementing my income from performing through that stuff as well the yeah. freelance life. The freelance life. And yeah, rent-free is very amazing. I love it. <laughs> love my family. At a certain point, it's like, in this economy, I'm not embarrassed to live with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> nor nor should you be. Listen. Especially I love in Boston. Her. And I love I mean, her. <laughs> I mean, she's great. She's the we best. She's the best. Okay, um, let's see. What else do we have? We maybe have time for one more question, which is, let's just do the less essentials one, maybe. Okay, got it. Okay, so there's a, here's our last question. On the topic of less essentials, with the shift over time from queer-coded fried green tomato Xena favorites to openly queer shows and movies, what sort of older films are still making the cut for less essentials that haven't been covered yet? Um, I think this is like an interesting question because we have been doing a lot more new Les Essentials. Yeah. Uh, because we have been having much more openly queer stuff. Um, but we do have some on the list that I think are still worth talking about for like a Les Essentials, Les Essentials. Yeah. Um, and like the criteria for those, I think, is that like they're more openly gay and they're not super, super depressing. Yeah. Um, and that's and like that a for tricky sure in. I mean, thing we, to find. Listen, here's the thing. We do, we have a whole list. We have a whole list of like thing of, you know, like possible essentials uh, topics. And we do try to include, we don't do like a ton of essentials every season, right? Because we have to do like, it's so much more work for them and it's writing the song and, and producing the song and everything. So like we spread them out and we do fewer of them in a season and we do try every season to make sure that we have some sort of mix. Um, but I mean, I think the other thing is like, just, just to say it, like it is a podcast and we do want people to listen and you're trying to every time you make a, a podcast and release an episode like you're hoping to keep your numbers up um and it's so hard sometimes because like there is so much new queer media and it's all so good and it's not like there are not good older queer shows and movies there are but also a lot of them 
aren't the same today as they were when they came out, you know? Um, And so there's a balance. There's a balance between like wanting to cover and talk about some of these older movies and also wanting to cover the new stuff that like everyone is excited about right now. (laughs) Yeah. That has to factor in. And so we do try to do a mix, but it's, um, you know, like it's, it's hard. It's the Les Essentials take, you know, when when uh, Ellie said, I think one of the earlier questions that like every episode takes about 10 hours of work, like Les Essentials, I would say. Oh, my God. At triple least. that. Yeah, I mean, at least. What do we think? <laughs> like they take a lot more time. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And well, especially because so- we spend we spend like two hours talking about the movie. Like we usually yes. those episodes are two hours long, which means yeah. like editing time is at least double. And yeah. then also Lee's writing a song and then we're also producing producing the song song (laughs) and singing the song yeah like a song itself is like 15 hours so yeah there's a lot that goes into that so I would say like yeah go jump from 10 hours to like 30 hours for the essentials it's why we don't do as many of them every season um but it is you know it's also hard like some of these movies and and it's not just the older ones even some of the newer movies like there is a reason that we don't always uh don't always want to do them because there's some of them you know like so much queer media is still like depressing barrier gaze nonsense and we're just like i don't want to talk for two hours about it and then write a song about it like <laughs> i want to focus on happy stuff i, I want a happy movie a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> my husband killed me <laughs> God, listen, (laughs) listen. It's just, I'm like, no one wants like 18 Les Central songs that are all just like, eyes meeting across a room, our fingers touched briefly, and then you died. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one wants that, and I don't want to have to write them. So, I mean, there's, um, we are trying to do them, and we also are trying to find other ways that we can talk about the movies that won't require so much time. Yeah. Do you yeah. Wanna, do you want to talk about our Patreon? Yes. Uh, our Patreon briefly, Ellie. Yes. So we still are. Cl- we still haven't hit 150 patrons, but when we do hit 150 patrons, we do want to talk about these older films because, like, they were iconic. They still are iconic. Yeah. They still are important. We have and lots so of thoughts and feelings about them. We do have lots of feelings about them, and like some of them, I think, are also actually good. And then yeah. other ones are like, okay. Uh, they came out and they existed at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I still want to talk about Bound. Like, I love that movie. Like, Girl Trash, the musical, I want to talk about. The Incredibly True Adventures of Two Girls in Love. Like, there's like yeah. some really like classic older films that we do want to talk about. And we might be able to squeeze into a essentials, but then we don't know because we have all these new stuff, this new stuff come out. But yeah. we want to do like basically more of an analysis. So like a historical analysis of these films. So like starting starting basically from like, what's the first lesbian film we ever got? If we can even find it, right? And sort I like of how like- you're like a historical analysis. And I'm like, I just want to spew my feelings on all of these at people. I mean, yes. <laughs> in, in bonus episodes, basically. Yes, and so these will be Patreon bonus episodes where we talk about these movies and what they meant in, con- in context, right? Yeah. And then like, what are obviously looking at it from a lens of now, how we feel about it, um, but like still talking about them because they are important, but we just can't really fit them on our actual feed. So we're hoping that those could be like a monthly bonus episode if we can get to enough patrons that we can afford the editing <laughs> and like afford the yeah. time to do some bonus episodes. So that's like, do, that's the idea. We do want to talk about them. We know they're yeah. there. It's not that, and we have covered a lot of them. I mean, we have done some older, older things on Les Essentials and we want to, we want to find a way to talk about some of these movies um, that maybe, maybe don't fit like into a full Essentials or maybe we don't have the time to do that many Les Essentials in a season, but we're trying to find ways that we can like throw all of our thoughts onto all of you. <laughs> Yes, and they will most most definitely not have a song because we don't have time for the songs, Ugh. but we want to talk about them. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's it, I think. Um, thank you to everyone who gave us all these amazing questions. We do have some questions left. Also, we're going to try to do a part two. So like a 
Patreon bonus episode where we talk about some questions. So if you want to join our Patreon, we've mentioned it many times. You can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon and join at any level and you can get part two of our Ask Me Anything. So it'll be a Patreon only Q&A. But thank you so much for joining us here. Yeah, and if you haven't awesome. listened to our podcast, we are a podcast. It's called Let's Hang Out. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, um, that you should check us out because this is kind of what our podcast is. It's just us, uh, you know, talking, talking about stuff. Uh, talking, talking about guests, gay stuff. Talking <laughs> about gay stuff with uh, with each other and with guests, and it's, it's a good time. And it also, is. we've mentioned The Flame a lot. If you haven't listened to The Flame, it is a uh, original musical podcast that we wrote and produced last year that came out over the summer. Um, and it is also available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's eight episodes. They're all up. You can listen to the whole show. Um, we're super proud of it. It has, you know, like some Broadway royalty in there uh, starring one Ellie Brigida you may have heard of. Um, <laughs> Never heard of know. her. Never heard of her. She's she's pretty okay. I think she's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's us. That's what we do. That's who we are. Uh, and you know, we hope everyone enjoyed this. Thanks so much for hanging out. Yes, thank you. With that, I'm Ellie, and I'm Lee, and let's and hang, let's out, hang again out again soon. soon. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Let's hang out. out.